All right, you've probably heard about this. The story is taking some truly astounding twists and turns. Backstory, of course, is the January 29th, 2019, Jussie Smollett, a black gay actor from a television show called Empire, claimed that he had been assaulted by two white men in MAGA hats, that's Make America Great Again hats, that they put a noose around his neck and they poured a bleach-like liquid on him at 2 o'clock in the morning on the vastly below-freezing snowy streets of Chicago. Smollett alleged that his attackers asked him, aren't you that faggot empire N-word? Because apparently there's no show that white supremacists like more than empire. TMZ reported on Smollett's claims at the time, quote, the two men, both white and wearing ski masks, viciously attacked Jesse as he fought back, but they beat him badly and fractured a rib. They put a rope around his neck, poured bleach on him as they left and yelled, This is MAGA country. In a strange twist, as we'll find out later, MAGA country apparently is Nigeria. Now, throughout all of this, Smollett was able to hang on to his Subway sandwich throughout the terrible ordeal because he was seen on surveillance still holding it. When he returned to his apartment Later on, I suppose he had a sandwich with mayo, mustard, and superglue. The Chicago police at the time claimed via statement, quote, given the severity of the allegations, we are taking this investigation very seriously and treating it as a possible hate crime. Detectives are currently working to gather video, identify potential witnesses, and establish an investigative timeline. Empire creator and producer Lee Daniels described Smollett's claims as, quote, just another fucking day in America. The response was swift, decisive, supportive, and outraged. The NAACP, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, said the recent racist and homophobic attack on acclaimed actor and activist Jesse Smollett is troubling. The rise in hate crimes is directly linked to President Donald J. Trump's racist and xenophobic rhetoric. It is dangerous for any society to allow a tone of divisiveness and hatred to dominate the political discourse. Okay, I'll just take a break from reading that to point out the lack of self-knowledge in these kinds of statements is truly astounding because the rise in hate crimes, Donald Trump, racist, xenophobic rhetoric, divisiveness, hatred is bad. Well, what do you think you're doing with these kinds of statements? Anyway, the NAACP went on to say, as this rhetoric continues to bleed into our everyday lives, dangerous behavior will continue to place many law-abiding individuals at risk. We pray for a full physical and mental recovery for Jussie Smollett and many unnamed victims of this form of hate-based terrorism. Representative Maxine Waters, Democrat from California, she said, but we have to understand this is happening for a reason. She's kind of right, but not how she thinks he is. She wanted to say, why all of a sudden do we have people unable to study while black? unable to mow a lawn while black, unable to have a picnic while black, and being attacked. It's coming from the President of the United States. He's dog-whistling every day. He's separating and dividing, and he's basically emboldening those folks who feel this way. Maybe never said, never talked about it, never could act it out, but now they're on it. That's race-baiting 101, right? And, and they literally, I mean, I don't know, you could probably hook these people up to some sort of... Uh, polygraph and they would genuinely believe that it was Donald Trump who was sowing the seeds of divisiveness and hatred and so on genuinely they would believe that it's really really wild 
So, what did Cory Booker said? And Cory Booker said, and here's a picture of Jesse Smollett. He said, the vicious attack on actor Jesse Smollett was an attempted modern-day lynching. I'm glad he's safe. To those in Congress who don't feel the urgency to pass our anti-lynching bill designating lynching as a federal hate crime, I urge you to pay attention. Hmm. This is quite interesting. So Cory Booker and two other representatives who happen to be black put forward this anti-lynching bill. According to some sources, there's been like more than 200 attempts to pass an anti-lynching bill since 1918, and the numbers that I've seen are 4,700 people lynched up to 1968, 75% of them black, 25% of them, I assume, white. So basically, what is the urgency to pass a bill to deal with a crime that is more than, it's been more than 50 years since the last incident? Now, that's one thing. So when this legislation is kind of stalled, and then, oh, don't you know, look, we have a lynching. Wow, you really, we really should pass this legislation. My spider sense starts tingling while well, I started tweeting about this right away when he refused to turn over his phone. But anyway, so that's interesting. Now, lynching, of course, is when you assume that someone is guilty outside the judicial standards of proof and you exact vengeance upon them. Hmm. Assuming guilt in the absence of proof. Assuming guilt, you see, based upon someone's allegations. Well, wouldn't that be kind of like lynching? And again, the lack of self-awareness. This is a media lynching, right? This is a lynching of somebody's reputation. This is a lynching of a story. This is a lynching against whites, against Trump supporters, against Trump himself. In terms of reputation, it's really bad, you see. To jump, jump to conclusions about someone being guilty of something prior to the actual evidence being assessed in a court of law. Kamala Harris tweeted, Jesse Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. This was an attempted modern-day lynching. No one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or color of their skin. We must confront this hate. Well, I agree. We must confront the kind of hate that just assumes that these kinds of attacks are valid and true no matter what. That just assumes that, I don't know, what, black people can't lie about crimes? Really? It's completely impossible? They're just angels beyond any capacity to falsify things for political or career or activist advancement. Because, you see, funny thing, on the left, they have repeatedly said, and I haven't seen a whole lot of condemnation of this repeatedly said, we will get our way by any means necessary. You see, by any means necessary. So the fact that they lie, or may lie, is not too shocking. So, more Nancy Pelosi on January 30th, 2019, said, The racist, homophobic attack on Justice Smollett is an affront to our humanity. No one should be attacked for who they are or whom they love. <laughs> Sorry, unless you're white and you like Donald Trump, then you should be attacked for that. But, you know, again, lack of self-awareness, just astounding. She went on to say, I pray that Jesse has a speedy recovery and that justice is served. May we all commit to ending this hate once and for all. Now that a tweet, uh, very firm, of course, in its, in its acceptance of everything that Jesse Smollett said, has been quietly deleted without correction or retraction. Joe Biden said what happened today to Jesse Smollett must never 
be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate safe harbor, that homophobia and racism have no place on our streets or in our hearts. We are with you, Jesse. Well, black community can be a smidge homophobic. Uh, Muslim community can be a smidge homophobic. But I guess no Baptist churches, no mosques in any of this. And the usual suspects of celebrities all accepted the story, tweeted their outrage and support and, and frustration and rage as Reese Witherspoon, Halle Berry, Margaret Cho, Ellen Pompeo, George Takai, Sean Hayes, Molly Ringwald, Mindy Kaling, Fergie, Katy Perry, and the like. Yeah, they just, they, they, they can't wait for proof. And in a story where a black man says he's attacked by white men, even though he's an activist, even though he's hung out with the president, even though he's friends with Kamala Harris, who was one of the sponsors of this anti-lynching legislation, blacks can't lie and whites are always bad. And they just don't see that that's so incredibly racist. I mean, it's racist towards blacks to say that a, a group of people are just can't lie, are perfect. It's like, it's false. I mean, it's pandering. And uh, there's no white privilege here, right? I mean, like in Covington. So, January the 30th, a little bit of, a few cracks, I guess you could say, started to appear in story. So the CNN report, the CNN reported, quote, in a place so far with a high number of private surveillance cameras, Chicago police cannot find any images of the two alleged attackers. After combing through hundreds of hours of video, the only image of Smollett police obtained from security cameras was inside the subway sandwich shop near the location of the reported crime, and he was standing alone. Now, Brandon Moore, Smollett's manager, told investigators that he had listened to the alleged assault on Smollett because he had been in a phone conversation with Smollett at the time. And these are tweets from Rod, Rob uh, Elgus. New Chicago police confirmed Jesse Smollett and his music manager, Brandon Moore, told detectives they were on the phone when Smollett was being attacked. However, detectives are unable to, quote, independently verify, end quote, the call occurred because Smollett refused to turn over his phone. Hmm. Got to catch these guys so badly. But you can't see my browser history on my phone. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. February 1st, 2019. Smollett sent a statement to Essence magazine. Quote, Let me start by saying that I'm okay. My body is strong, but my soul is stronger. More importantly, I want to say thank you. The outpouring of love and support from my village has meant more than I will ever be able to truly put into words. I am working with authorities and have been 100% factual and consistent on every level. Despite my frustrations and deep concern with certain inaccuracies and misrepresentations that have been spread, I still believe that justice will be served. As my family stated, these types of cowardly attacks are happening to my sisters, brothers, and non-gender conforming siblings daily. I am not and should not be looked upon as an isolated incident. We will talk soon, and I will address all details of this horrific incident, but I need a moment to process. Most importantly, during times of trauma, grief, and pain, there is still a responsibility to lead with love. It's all I know, and that can't be kicked out of me. So, we'll, there's a lot of twists and turns, but let's skip forward to mid-February 2019. February the 14th, Chicago Police Department questioned two, quote, persons of interest. 
Both of them were linked to the Fox program Empire. They're black and of Nigerian descent. Apparently they had been extras in the show at some point. I think one of them was Smollett's personal trainer to help him buff up for some music video. ABC's Chicago affiliate reported, quote, multiple sources have told ABC7 Eyewitness News that police are investigating whether Smollett and the two men staged the attack allegedly because Smollett was being written off of Empire. A source familiar with the investigation told the ABC7i team that Smollett failed to appear for an interview with detectives earlier Thursday. I think the writers claimed that he was not being written off. The two Empire experts are soon revealed to be Nigerian bodybuilders and affiliated with Smollett. February 16th, Chicago police suspect that Smollett paid the two Nigerian Empire extras to set up the attack as a hate crime hoax. Smollett's lawyers said, quote, as a victim of a hate crime who has cooperated with the police investigation, Jesse Smollett is angered and devastated by recent reports that the perpetrators are individuals he is familiar with. He has now been further victimized by claims attributed to these alleged perpetrators that Jesse played a role in his own attack. Nothing is further from the truth, and anyone claiming otherwise is lying. Time will tell. Time seems to be telling. So this was, uh, again, mid-February. February the 16th, Rafa Wiegel tweeted, Breaking two CPD, Chicago Police Department, sources tell Fox 32 News the brothers arrested and released in Jesse Smollett case told detectives they were paid by the Empire actor to orchestrate the attack. Detectives also have a receipt for the rope found on Smollett's neck showing the brothers bought it. (laughs) They're not sending their best. 18th of February, Jesse Smollett will reportedly face a grand jury next week to determine the credibility of his hate crime allegations. The reports have emerged that the Chicago police are investigating the actor for orchestrating the attack on himself. CNN crime and justice reporter Shimon Prokupes reported that authorities now believe that Smollett paid the two Nigerian bodybuilders to fake the attack. Both Nigerians are now cooperating with law enforcement. Well, those Nigerian scams seem to be getting a little bit more 3D, a little bit more ripped, a little bit more visceral, if that makes any sense. So this is from Andy Ngo, and just wanted to uh, point out that there have been a lot of these. I'll just run through this. The list literally goes on and on, but just a couple of ones here. Right after Donald Trump's election, the SPLC really stoked panic. A pro-gay Episcopal church in Indiana was vandalized with Heil Trump, a swastika and an anti-gay slur. Turns out it was the gay organ player who did it. He was only charged with a misdemeanor. Days after the Pittsburgh massacre, Trump supporters were blamed for Nazi vandalism at a Brooklyn synagogue and fires in a Jewish community. Turns out the perpetrator was a gay black man who had worked with city council on an initiative to fight hate crimes. Huh. That seems to ring a bell. Uh, I'll chase it down later. One week before the presidential election, a black church in Mississippi was burned in an arson attack. Vote Trump was written on the building. After much panic, an investigation revealed that the man responsible was a church member, Andrew McClinton, a black guy for those who were just listening. November 2016, a Muslim student at the University of Louisiana said two white racist Trump supporters brutally assaulted her, ripped off her hijab, and robbed her. The story went viral. It was a lie. The media never identified her by name after the hoax was revealed. I remember 
that Trump and his supporters were blamed for a spate of anti-Semitic KKK and Nazi graffiti on the campus of Nassau Community College in Long Island in late 2016. The student responsible was Jaskirit Saini. Indian guy, I think. I don't know. Hard to tell. In December 2016, a Muslim woman said she was attacked by three white Trump supporters in New York City on the subway. She said they tried to rip off her hijab. Yasmin Seaweed lied. Care, Council of American Islamic Relations, said Muslims are under tremendous stress and pressure resulting in incidents like this. Yeah, of course, that uh, you're going to say, well, you know, this story may have been false, but it's indicative of a deeper truth. <laughs> yeah, right. September 2018, a black woman in Long Island said Trump supporters confronted her and told her she didn't belong here. Her car tire was slashed the next day and a hateful note was left behind saying, go home. Well, it makes sense. How can she go home if her car tire is slashed? Adwoa Lewis made up the whole story. November 2018, students at Goucher College demanded social justice training in safe spaces after racist Nazi and KKK graffiti was found on campus. Someone even wrote the names of black students. Trump was blamed. Finn Arthur, a black student, was responsible. 2017. St. Olaf College was roiled by mass protests in response to anti-black notes found across campus. Class was cancelled, and admin caved to demands. An investigation found that Samantha Wells, a black victim of one of the notes, fabricated the incident. In November 2016, a Philadelphia neighborhood was rattled when property was vandalized with pro-Trump and anti-black messages. William Tucker, a black man, was identified as the vandal through CCTV footage. Yeah, you know, if America was such a racist... Place, why would you need to fake all this stuff? Now, what could happen? Well, it depends on his level of person of color privilege, right? According to Shamari Stone, if Jesse Smollett's attack was a hoax, he could be in some serious legal trouble. In Illinois, filing a false re- police report is a class four felony punishable by up to three years in prison and fines up to $25,000. So what's going on? Well, there was an act, a proposed law, Justice for Victims of Lynching Act, just passed in the Senate. Now it's going to go to the House, where, of course, Democrats control, so it's likely to get through. The bill was introduced by, Sen- uh, by Senators Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, and Tim Scott, all black. It makes lynch- lynching punishable as a hate crime. Now, this attack on Smollett gave real momentum to the act. And Smollett, you know, not just an actor. There was a New York Times article from way back entitled... Well, a couple of years. The Smollett family business, acting and activism. Jesse Smollett has campaigned with Kamala Harris, right? You can see a picture of her down there on the bottom right, uh, her and him together. So her anti-lynching legislation is stalled. Next thing you know, there's an attack upon a gay black man. And LGBTQ inserts were put into the bill at the last minute, which really bothered the blacks for reasons that I'm sure you can understand. So it's all kind of stalled, and then a gay black man gets attacked. And uh, Cory Booker can say, wow, you know, we got to get this legislation passed, and it goes through, right? Because nobody wants to be uh, perceived as unsympathetic to this Smollett lynching victim. Now, the legislation is going to be passed, and then, so let's say the story turns out to be false. The law is already on the books. What are you going to do? Rescind that? Pull it back? Nah. So, I mean, if appearances play out, which is that uh, it looks like this is all uh, a hoax, uh, a false flag operation, then, um, well, this is what the left is doing, right? They are making up crimes for political purposes, right? They uh, are making up 
sexual assault allegations against Brett Kavanaugh in order to block him from becoming a Supreme Court judge. If this turns out to be a hoax, and it seems that it will, then you have somebody making up legis- uh, making up a hate crime in order to help pass legislation. That's where democracy really dies. This is hateful, anti-democratic, anti-will of the people, intensely manipulative. And of course, fundamentally, it relies upon the goodwill and positivity and disgust towards racism that characterizes the majority, certainly, of white America. Because if you go to someone who's a real racist and you say, you're a racist, they'll say, yeah, hello, <laughs> you know, do, do, do you not know that? I mean, he won't take any shame of it. She won't take any shame of it. She will be, I guess, appreciative of the accurate identification of a particular interracial perspective, a bad one. So the only way that these kinds of hoaxes, the ones that are described in the tweets from earlier, the only way that these kind of hoaxes actually work is if people are not racist, if people hate racism. So it is relying upon, in general, white America's hostility and hatred towards racism in order to manipulate and control the political process, to subvert and bypass the will of the people. And it also shows you what a hunger and demand there is for anti-black, anti-Muslim, racially motivated hate crimes and the lack of supply, right? If you've got to keep making stuff up, you know, you don't counterfeit money if you're already rich, right? Unless you're the Fed. But there's a lack of supply of these kinds of hate crimes. And by the by, the facts in America are very clear that if you have a black and a white involved in a hate crime, it's far more likely, many, many times more likely that it is a black attack upon a white than a white attack upon a black. So then this is all this kind of stuff, right? We all know that this lynching stuff, anti-lynching acts, are going to be applied much more against whites than against blacks. And so it is, um, it's a mess. It's a mess. Where, where does this end? Where does this escalate to and end? Where does this go? How can you live in a country, or how can you live in the same country, as people who fake horrible crimes in order to get their way politically. You can't reason, you can't negotiate, you can't push back. And and things have become so distorted that even to question a black victim of an alleged hate crime is somehow racist. In other words, we've got multilegalism, right? So when white people, like in the, the Covington kids, right? When white people say, well, no, I didn't mean this, or it's like, too bad, you're guilty, right? When they make claims about what happened in a racially charged incident, then the whites are dismissed and, and it's wrong and so on. When a black does the same thing, though, uh, he must be believed or somehow you want to bring Jim Crow back or something like that, right? And this is the problem with this multiracialism, multiculturalism. What it really brings about is multilegalism, which is you have different legal, moral, media, social, and perception standards for different races. It's a very, very bad idea, my people. We should all be equal under the law. And we should not give whites or blacks or Hispanics or East Asians or you name it, should not get precedence in who we believe. And we should withhold judgment until the facts are in. Now, everybody knows this, and everybody knows that to not do this is horrible. But what it will do, eventually, is it will lead down the path in America to separation 
or downright civil war. This is where this stuff leads. Now, some people don't know where it leads. Some people do and don't care. And some people do and really want that as the outcome. Let us really try to avoid that as much as possible. Well, thank you so much for enjoying this latest free domain show on philosophy. And I'm going to be frank and ask you for your help, your support, your encouragement, and your resources. Please like, subscribe, and share, and all of that good stuff to get philosophy out into the world. And also, equally importantly, go to freedomain.com forward slash donate to help out the show, to give me the resources that I need to bring more and better philosophy to an increasingly desperate world. So thank you so much for your support, my friends. freedomain.com forward slash donate.